I could have taken the shame and, oh, I'm a failure and all these things. And instead, I just shined the light of truth and facts and evidence. I went searching with curiosity. I didn't allow myself to go down the rabbit hole also of shame from other people. If you're interested in how highly successful investors overcome limitations and become unstoppable forces of success, you're in the right place. The Conscious Investor Podcast features weekly conversations with real estate investing experts and delivers a Monday mindset episode to help launch your week with intention. If you believe success is for everyone willing to think, then do, these conversations will be your weekly rocket fuel. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. We are talking about fear. Yeah, we're going straight into the heart of the storm because right now, golly, it just seems every year people become more and more fearful and we are going to tackle it once again. Yes, I have recorded content on fear in the past, but this is going to be very different for the last bit of time because this book is absolutely transformational and absolutely foundational book. I want you to make sure that you pick up a copy of Brennan Burchard's Motivation Manifesto. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding it up. You can see it's a beautiful book, kind of like foiled gold letters on black, but you can also notice that it's very well loved. Lots of markings everywhere in it. I don't think there's a page in here. I mean, like you can even see like entire sections are marked. It's almost like a book where you say, what do you not mark? in this book. But this book has really inspired me in such a profound way. And I thought a lot of you, conscious investor, you're busy. I get it. You have a job that you love. You have a family that you love even more than your job. And you are building the lifestyle of your dreams. So I get this book might be a little too weighty right now. So I'd like to deliver it to your doorstep or to your earbuds, AirPods, whatever you're listening on, so that you can just get a taste of it because it'll start to shift your thinking a bit. The topic we'll talk about today has to do with fear. So he has three primary elements that he discusses before going into declarations. And the first element he discusses is freedom. Then he discusses fear. And then he discusses motivation. Sorry going off my memory here, not looking at any notes or anything. So I'm like, had a pause. <laughs> we spoke about personal freedom recently on a recent episode. So I want to encourage you, go back, listen to that episode. This episode will be on fear. And the next episode is going to be on motivation. So if you are struggling with how do I stay motivated and how does Julie like have this seeming, people say it, they're like, how do you have the stamina to like continually perpetually be doing what you're doing? And that episode on motivation is really going to give you like the, oh, wow, that's what's going on. And it's not just for Julie and for some of these other people, I can have a high level of motivation and I can increase that as well. And then after that, we will be going into the nine declarations. Not going to tell you what they all are at the moment. However, I will take us through those different declarations. Before I dive into fear, I do want to do a couple of shout outs. One, I have to say, like, I totally smile once a week. I check to see if anybody left a new review or rating or anything like that. So I'm so grateful. And I just have to say, I love your name. So Goofy Poop, thank you. It just even saying that aloud, like I read it aloud and I'm like, it just makes me smile. So anyway, Goofy Poop, thank you. You left a five-star rating and you actually took time to leave a written review, which is totally wind in my sails. You said exceptional. 
Julie is amazing. She's incredibly smart, easy to listen to, and has quality guests who provide different points of view as investors. Highly recommend. I just want to say again, Goofy Poop, thank you so much for taking time to leave a written review. And Conscious Investor, if you haven't, that's a great way to just like high five me and let me know that this is serving you well. And it even more than that, it's going to help this podcast reach more people. And that is the goal. The goal is to start a movement so that other people can live the life of their dreams. Have that personal freedom, have the financial freedom, have all the freedoms that they need. All right. You might be afraid of taxes. Did you know that taxes are coming up and the countdown is on April 15th is really around the corner. (laughs) And so if you are fearful about taxes, then wow, you need to make a call to Mode Wealth. You need to schedule a call with Melvin there because Melvin revolutionized taxes for our family. He understands investors. He understands our mindset. He also understands tax code so that you can actually utilize that tax code in a very constructive ethical because we never want to do something that is wrong. But if we know how to do things right and we can use them, wow, let's put every resource to work. So make sure you schedule a call with Mode Wealth so that you can set that plan in motion, get something put in place so that you're never afraid of taxes again. At the end of this episode, spoiler, I'm going to share something because One of my passive investments just did something, but I don't want to belabor this front end. So I'll tell you about it at the end of the episode. So now it's time. Let's do this. Let's jump in because fear is costing a lot of people their life. Fear is like my Achilles heel up until probably my mid thirties. I was just lived wrapped in fear. And I'll tell you this story. This is really embarrassing. I still kind of want to cry. It's Honestly, I'm throwing myself under the bus that my 10-year-old self. But I was so wrapped in fear. I was a kid that when we went to see Star Wars in the movie theater and there wasn't someone there to take the ticket, I was afraid. And in the middle of the movie, my dad walked out with me just to have somebody tear the ticket because I was so afraid that we were going to get in trouble and something was going to go wrong. And then going back to that summer camp at 10 years old, I worked my butt off to earn this money to go to summer camp. It was like $325. You guys, that was in the 80s, like the 1980s. That's a lot of money for a kid to earn. I pulled a lot of weeds in the summer heat in order to earn that money. And guess what? I earned it. And there it was at summer camp. And I was so excited having the time of my life with friends. We were in covered wagon train camp. Some of you might be familiar with it. And it was so spectacular, but something happened. I got scraped. I've got this mole on the back of my calf and it got scraped and it was bloody. And I had heard, overheard some adults talking one time about how you can get cancer if you have a mole that gets scraped. Wow. I am embarrassed. And I just want to go back and hug that younger version, that 10-year-old me, and just say, I'm so sorry you didn't understand. But the remainder of the camp time, which is probably like three more days, I'd have this recurring thought, this fear that would come in and be like, oh my gosh, am I going to get cancer? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? And it would just like give me this uneasy feeling. And I had that same type of feeling with so many different things for so many different years. I just fear surrounded me and it would steal and rob all the joy that life had to offer, all the gifts and blessings that God wanted. It's like I'd get a blessing and I'd be like, thank you, God. And something would happen. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. And I know I'm not alone. I know that 
many people face their own their own fears and there is a cost of fear. Now here's what's interesting about fear and kind of taking this to the next level is that there are different types of fear and most fear is self oppression. Isn't that wild? So I was 10 year old version of myself in all those years, really oppressing myself with these ideas. And it's like, as Brendan Burchard puts it, he's like, almost all fear we experience today and its resultant cowardly thinking and behavior is just imagined social drama created by unchecked mental impulses and conditionings. Think about all the things that we're actually afraid of. Sometimes we have social oppression and that's where our fear comes from. And that is where that fear is stemming from the world around us. We're doing that to ourselves. So in this case of summer camp, that instance, it was self-oppression. It was all about, I, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. And my brain was thinking about me. But a lot of times I hear clients come to me initially saying, I don't know what my wife would say if I invested in that. I don't know that I should start coaching because you know what, what will my friends say about me? They're going to think that I'm weird. Or And we start looking at the outside world, the they's, and we start basing our life off of that. And we're responding in fear, fear of what will they say if I'm not conforming and doing the things that are part of what is acceptable to this group? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from within? Are you seriously self-oppressing? Or is it coming from the they's, that more social oppression? We saw a lot of this during the pandemic, <laughs> a whole lot of it, a whole lot of behavior that was fearfully responsive for one of these reasons, and sometimes both of them. I'm not going to get into that because I love you. And you know, it doesn't matter what anyone's perspective is, but it should be an opportunity for us to invite and say like, huh, how are we responding? Was that of unchecked fear? Fear costs freedom. You can't have freedom and fear. 10-year-old Juliet summer camp, the cost of that carefree fun that I could have enjoyed for the entire week at camp was subordinate to the oppression of fear. I lost that freedom. Freedom, fear will make us small. It will make us timid. It will make us stressed. When we're at that point of transition where we can feel the butterflies in our stomachs or our intuition is telling us, go this way. This is the direction. This is the way, as a Mandalorian say, right? <laughs> like as we are going, as we sense that, fear will make us withdraw and not take that courageous step forward. Unfortunately, fear also leads to the most brutal events in history. I think about all those egos, right? And they're just afraid to be challenged. <laughs> they don't want to lose power and they don't want to see other people succeed. This is history that we've seen even in our lifetime. If we think about different movements, when we think about genocide, when we think about things like people like Bin Laden, when we think about these different elements, we can start to see that when people are afraid, they misbehave in horrific ways. We don't want fear to be part of our life. Sometimes we're fearful we might lose something. And when we have that, it's really easy. I want you to contemplate this. One of the things that Brennan Burchard writes, I'm going to quote this part of the book. It says, most of the fear we feel in life is simply anxiety rising from our anticipation of two kinds of pain that change might bring. The pain associated with either loss or hardship. 
we might lose something. And we can combat both of this, all of this, simply by saying, let's look for evidence. Let's look under the hood and make sure like, yeah, that really is a reason. That really is something that we should be afraid of. So here's another kind of fun story. We were skiing at Schweitzer. It was so much fun. I love skiing with my daughter. It's just a blast. My husband was back for the very first time since having his bicep tendon ripped off of his bone and going through surgery. So this is like four months later. We've been waiting for this day. Again, this is almost like summer camp all over again, but now it has a better ending. We go up, we're riding the quad up together. First time as a family, happy as a clam. Like, I'm so excited we're all here together. All right, kids. Hey, we're going to everybody meet down. Ski lessons are about ready to start. So we'll meet you at the bottom where your ski lessons start. Well, you know what happens? My husband and I get down and we don't see the kids. And we don't see the kids. And we don't see the kids. And we still don't see the kids. Like, that's really weird. So we're just hanging out there. And I mentioned to my husband, like, oh, yeah, so Simone is going in the trees. Last time I saw her. Meanwhile, all the visibility is gone. The, the mountains cut, like fog just descends upon the mountains. So you have like zero visibility. It was really not the best time of day. And so I saw this look of alarm on my husband's face. Like she's in the trees. She's late. Like what if something happened? So I knew the exact area. So I'm like, just, it's going to be okay. This is that growth, right? 10-year-old Julie would have just been wrapped in fear. And now this middle-aged Julie is like, it's okay. She's a proficient skier. She's a risk taker, but not a super risk taker. This is going to turn out okay. But I go up the chair and I'm looking down because I can see most of the areas where she would be not seeing her, not seeing her. And so then I'm snowboarding down, calling out her name, not seeing her, not seeing her. And the entire time I was looking for the evidence of the fear being reality. Like, okay, well, she's not here. All right. This is going to be okay. Poor visibility. And guess what? Ultimately, she and her brother were at the ski lessons and there is a misunderstanding. They changed the rendezvous point for their lessons. That's all it was. We just simply didn't know. So poor parenting there, maybe. <laughs> all that to say is that they could have cost the entire day. It could have just crippled and debilitated. Instead of allowing myself to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, she's done it. She crashed. She hit her head. She pulled a sunny bono. I mean, she's wearing a helmet, but instead of going down that path or instead of going down the path of, oh my gosh, did she crash? Is she in like a tree well upside down suffocating or didn't go down that path either? Or the path of, oh my gosh, did somebody abduct my daughter on the mountain? Like didn't go down that path. And every single one of those, like they did, obviously those things did go through my mind, but I just, I was like, okay, wait, no, I know exactly where she went. That patch of trees is widespread. The snow's not very deep. It doesn't present a bunch of hazards. That's going to be okay. And with strangers, that girl knows she understands strangers. She's very self-aware. Like she would know how to, to take care of herself. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I think like, let's just not go down that path. And I'm so grateful that I took all of those thoughts and put them in check. Right. So I could have been self-oppressed. I could have just like wrapped myself in all of these things and like also wrapped shame into that because, you know, fear brings a lot of its friends along with it. I could have taken like the shame and, oh, I'm a failure and all these things. And instead, I just shined the light of truth and facts and evidence. I went searching with curiosity. 
I didn't allow myself to go down the rabbit hole also of shame from other people. I didn't allow myself to think with investors right now. So let's talk about that. Right now with investors, a lot of them are concerned about market conditions. They remember 2008 and often investors are waiting for that exact same fallout. There are so many people that are just comparing right now to 2008. (laughs) A lot of investors are afraid of higher interest rates, afraid if they buy now, the value is going to drop. And a lot of investors are missing out because they're not educating themselves. Yeah, the conditions have changed, but investors wrapped in fear will miss out on opportunity. And interest rates to that, let's ask a better question. Does a deal still bring the returns that we are looking for? Maybe the interest rate isn't going to be so bad after all. And when we consider our purchase price, we ask, are we being conservative with our rents? Are we not banking on them rising? Are we prepared for a higher exit cap rate? And if this deal is still offering the returns I'm looking for, even though I'm going to pay whatever price, it's giving me the returns I'm looking for. This is a green light. Let's move forward. And in our personal lives, we invite a lot of different fears. And when it comes to designing the lives that we have, We need to look for areas that we are avoiding or timidly pursuing because of fear. We need to welcome, this is going to sound odd, we need to welcome annoyance and discomfort as opportunities to reveal something that we might otherwise a little annoying to me. And I was sharing this with my husband this morning. I said, this one part in the business right now is like a little annoying and I'm not sure why. And now instead of being annoyed and frustrated and uncomfortable, I told him, I said, I don't, that annoyance is revealing. I don't know if it's an area I need to grow. I don't know if something actually needs to change, but I'm curious why the annoyance is there and what it's going to show me so that I can better the business. See, we can invite these things and we can change our perspective so that we can approach it in a really proactive, positive way that is going to empower us and continue on the path of freedom instead of allowing us to be shackled into it. When it comes to designing our lives, sometimes we take all the waypoints of failures, challenges, setbacks, shortcomings, and this should inform us. They shouldn't make us feel crippled and debilitated, fearful of taking our next big step or making our next big move. Those are there. They're not there to pave a way path of fear. Those are there so that we can have the successes that we are looking for. Because really think about it. Every single success is built upon a pile of what most people say, oh, that's a pile of rubbish. Lots of setbacks and heartaches and failures, perceived failures, right? But When we actually look at the success that comes about, it's all of those iterations that allow us to have that success catalyst for us to move forward. By the way, this really working with a high-performance coach very much shifted these lines for me. And that's why I have conscious investor performance coaching now because I see the value of it. And golly, just watching what coaching has done in my life and watching what it's doing right now in the lives of all my clients. It's just phenomenal. So you know what? Working with a conscious investor performance coach will help you clear the air and step into the life you long to lead. If you are curious about investing with a company that is truly conservative, but not afraid to take action when the right metrics are available, or if you are feeling stuck because you are wrapped in fear or you're timid about taking that next step, make sure you schedule a time to meet with me and to discuss the path forward. 
Replace your worry with curiosity and you'll find the world is doing so much better than the couch critics, the news sources, and the worry warts understand. The life is your, this is your life. You have one. You have a limited number of heartbeats. Use them to share this to the end. But speaking of investing and speaking, I promised you at the beginning, I was going to share something about a passive investment. I'm going to do that right now. And so it's kind of like, oh, dramatic ending. But now we're <laughs> it's starting over again in a sense. But just briefly, I wanted to let you know that it was terrifying placing $50,000 into our first passive investment. That was really, really nerve wracking for Steve and I. And when we did that, it was a huge chunk of our seed investment money. And we had we were already planning on joining a mastermind. So we already knew like, this is a substantial amount of our investment money that we were investing into a passive investment and into coaching. And so it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much money. Can't we just go take action on our own? I'm so glad we chose to go about our path in this way. And recently that asset that we have as limited partners, which conscious investor, you are often, many of you are limited partners in our deals. And so all that to say, this particular deal where we are the limited partners just had a cash out refinance and it was absolutely lovely. We got a 32% return just back to us. And that is going to not be something we have to pay taxes on, which is even better. (laughs) So imagine getting a chunk of your money coming back to you while we're still in that deal. It's still performing. Our investors in our deals are having great experiences and our distributions on our deals have not stopped. I've heard a lot of chatter out there that a lot of distributions are stopping they can withstand whatever is coming down the pipe. And that's how everything is always purchased with the healthy what ifs. Okay, if this happens, how are these metrics going to work out for our investors? Because you, conscious investor, are number one person to care for. (laughs) So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Just a lot of times we're curious about, well, if we haven't invested passively yet, like how does that work? Is it really worth it? And on top of getting the quarterly distributions and stuff, I think we're still getting this. We just got this beautiful surge of capital. So it's a wonderful experience. If you are not passively investing, you are missing out because we didn't have to do anything other than vet the team and vet the deal and felt like a leap of faith at the time and just trusting and moving forward. And it's working out amazingly well for us. And I know that our deals are working out for our investors as well. And we would love to invite you into that. Recently, I said we shut down and we're not accepting any more investors. And at this point, we're ready. We're caught up and we are ready to invite you back into our life. If you know, into our ecosystem of investing, if that's something that you are interested in as well. Conscious Investor, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. And remember, as always, adventure belongs on the trail, not in your investing and not in your personal life. So make sure we hop on a call if you need help and support in either of those spaces. Until next time, amazing conscious investor, live big, love bigger, and do great things. Are you enjoying this episode? Do the world a favor and help trick the algorithm by leaving a review so that this content reaches many others. 